Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric and today I watched WWE Smackdown episode 1059, which was broadcast on December 6, 2019. Um, so uh, before I talk about this, I do want to mention, I said that I was in the last episode, I said that I was going to talk about Frozen 2. Um and I, so I will. And um, I also ended up seeing Frozen Junior, a local production um, that my uh, nephew is part of the uh, the tech crew for, um, with the cast from his from his school. So um, I'll talk about that first because uh, that that story takes place before. Well, I mean, it's there are parts of the story that take place before the first movie but anyway before the second anyway um it's made it it mainly takes place before the second movie but um yeah it was it was it was it was all right it was i mean it was elementary school kids um it looked like they were having a lot of fun um and then a lot of the the main characters did well everybody did a great job um but uh, there there are certainly some standouts i really really enjoyed um the portrayal of uh of sven um the the girl who played sven was was very good um and then i also really liked um the portrayal of of olaf in this production so i don't know either i didn't take a program or anything like that but um if uh if any, anybody from that cast ends up hearing this good job and uh and if you did a great job uh operating the sound um there's sound throughout the show so i assume that meant he he did it did it right um <clears throat> So yeah, it's 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 pretty cool that um they have they they made this uh kids version like the, I don't know how much money Disney makes from this venture but the, the the making that part of the machine that's really smart and to make that available and to, to for for local productions and all of that um and it's all uh it the, the the credits for it said that it's the same screenwriter as the as the as the movie so it's cool that they like they sat down and adapted it and uh made this uh stage play version and i and it, i imagine it's the same for the uh disneyland version which i've seen which is really good and uh, the broadway version too is uh, which i have not seen but i've heard is is fantastic um so that said i have i've now seen two versions of frozen but not the actual movie itself um which uh, i think is fine i i like don't really want to ever see the actual movie because i i i get the idea and i really enjoyed the disneyland stage production or california adventure stage production of it um I don't need to see see it. And part of that is because I okay, so Frozen 2, I liked it a lot. Um music is great. Um it, it, like the first song or two is like uh I don't know. But as it continued and as it tied into other songs and all of that, 
I liked it more and more. Uh, my favorite song was the one with Kristoff and Sven um, and all the reindeer singing about stuff. I for- <laughs> I don't remember any of the songs at all. Um, I don't feel that that's part of the trouble because uh, Let It Go is like such a huge hit. I feel like this movie doesn't have anything like that. Um, and I think I said that before. I, I've, I've said that about another movie pretty recently. Not recently, but the last couple of years um there's another like musical sequel and it i i also felt like it didn't have the kind of hits oh uh mamma mia 2 no that's not it here we go again that one might it might have been it i can't think of any other musical sequels that i've seen um but I had never seen Mamma Mia 1, so I don't even know what I was talking would have been talking about. I, uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It, I think it was another Disney movie or something. But, yeah, I don't think... Uh, there are certainly songs that I felt seemed like they had the potential maybe to 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 get really popular but nothing was really is it nothing came close to as catchy as let it go um which might be a good thing for everybody's sanity but yeah um i i got off on this big tangent um Okay, so I I enjoyed the movie. I really like the story. I like the story a lot more in this one than in the first movie. Um, and even though I haven't seen the first, you know what I mean. Um, really cool with all the elements and stuff like that. No spoil. Well, there, that's that's apparent in the first like few minutes of the movie. But um, I re- I I really 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 what kept me from co- completely loving this movie is that I don't like Olaf at all, the snowman. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't think it's the character itself because um, in this production of Frozen Jr., I really, really enjoyed Olaf. Um, but on in this film, I do not like him at all. And I think it's, uh, I think it's the, the actor voicing him. Um, so I guess I just don't like him as a, a, in this portrayal. Uh, there certainly have been films that I've liked Josh Gad. Um, but this one, I just found it super annoying and really like, I I don't know. I, I did not like, I did not like that character's, uh, presence at all, except for the, there's a brief thing. And this is another reason why I don't, I feel like I don't need to see the, the first movie in its entirety. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, is that he he does a rundown of the first movie and uh, everything to, up to this point in this movie, and that was a really that was a really fun scene. But everything else about him in this movie, I it was I thought it was bad. I did not like it. It was super annoying. So there you go. Everything aside from that. I thought it was awesome, and um, I give I give it nine out of ten. I give it nine out of ten. It would have got a perfect ten if if that snowman wasn't so annoying. Um, all right, 
Now let's talk about SmackDown. Real, real quick. Okay, we open up with Miz TV uh, and Bray in the Firefly Funhouse interrupts and says that he wants a family or something like that. He used to have a family, and then he shows a picture of uh, the Miz and his family. And then uh, the Miz is very, very mad that he's bringing them into it. And so he goes off to the backstage to look for him. Uh, Mandy Rose versus the returning Alexa Bliss. Um, Mandy Rose rips off her eyelashes. That was rude. But Alexa Bliss wins via the Twisted Bliss. Always my, that's like my top three, my top three favorite moves. I, I, I have to bring this up almost every time, but yeah, top three, top three, top, let's say top three favorite moves. Uh, number one, Scoop Power Slam. Whether it's Randy Orton, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, or um, Samoa Joe, I always love seeing that snap scoop suplex. Not not no not suplex. That snap scoop power slam, so 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 good. When it's good, it's so good. That's my number one favorite move. Number two, Twisted Bliss. It's awesome. Um, and I, maybe any, any type of, uh, any jumpy flippy thing, I'd say it ties everything for number two and number three, shatter machine. Number four, no, number four, RKO, um, number five, shatter KO machine (laughs) and number six, um, the compactor. There you go. There's my top six favorite finishers. Um, but anyway, uh, backstage, Drake approaches Dana, and then uh, he asks her what, what Dave Batista has that he doesn't. Then Elias comes over and sings a song about all the things that Dave Batista has and, <laughs> and Drake Maverick doesn't. Um, Drake Maverick storms out to the ring. He wants to fight Elias. He doesn't want to match with Elias. He just wants to fight him. So Elias comes out and spanks him, and... Um, Dana symbolically pins Drake after he's been humiliated. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on with all this. Um, <clears throat> why they're bringing Elias and Drake into it. I I guess why not? Um, the Miz finds a photo backstage where he has been replaced in the photo by Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray pops out of nowhere, say, says, say cheese, and then attacks him. And then he sings, he half sings, there's no place like home for the holidays. He's off, he's off to, to go steal the Miz's family. What's going on? Rude. All, everybody's being so rude this episode. Then we have a, a four-way elimination, tag team elimination match to determine who the New Day will defend their championships against at TLC. We have the team of Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable or Shorty Ali G. Um, oh, he, I, I'm sorry. He's, 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 he's not called Chad Gable. Shorty G. Shorty Ollie G. The team of Shorty Ollie G versus Lucia House Party versus The Revival versus Heavy Machinery. Um, so Heavy Machinery first eliminates Lucha House Party. Um, then, uh, Otis does his thing and, uh, and Biggie's, uh, we had Biggie and Kofi on commentary for this match. He says, oh, I love when he disrobes. I think we all love when anybody disrobes in WWE, whether it be Angel Garza or or Otis, or I guess those are the only two. 
while everybody just while Charlotte disrobes after her entrance, like that, like the most literal in the most literal way, as does Bobby Roode. Um, but anyway, uh, shortly after that, Revival eliminates Heavy Machinery with some uh, tag team uh, expertise tactics. Um, it was like a it was a it was a hidden tag type of situation. I think it was. Um, but anyway, uh, then it came down to Revival versus Shorty Ali G. Revival won via Shatter Machine, and that got me thinking, why didn't I think of this before? You have Heavy Machinery, you have the Shatter Machine. Uh, if they ever teamed up together, a, a four-person tag team maneuver combo thing called Heavy Shatter Machinery would be, I don't know what that would entail, it would be a Shatter Machine combined with a Compactor um, or something. I don't... I don't know how that would work, but I want to see that, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll get that someday. I don't know. Uh, we get a, uh, a promo with Seamus. He's ready to ravage um, anybody who's in his path, and I'm excited to see who he ravages. I hope that he, go- he I hope that he gets the Intercontinental Championship to complete his um, uh, his Grand Slam, um, and also so so people can sing. Icy, icy, shamey. Icy, icy, shamey. Icy, icy, shamey. Um, but it's not clear. He hasn't made his appearance in the ring yet. Um, this episode, we did not see... We did not see uh, Sami Zayn or Shinsuke Nakamura or Cesaro. So... Hmm... I don't know. I don't know where the, where things are going to go with them, but I really hope I really hope Sheamus goes after Shinsuke Nakamura, and that uh, it, well, this doesn't have to be a part of it. But I would really like if Cesaro turns on them to help Sheamus get the championship, um, Intercontinental Championship. That would be pretty cool. But we'll see. We'll see what goes on with all of that. Um, we had Lacey Evans versus a local local gal Haley Jones, who. Um, I was wearing kind of like a a, a a ringleader type of type of gear. Uh, some there's at least one joke about that on commentary. Saying she was a lion tamer, but um, anyway, Lacey defeats her with the women's right, of course. And Sasha comes out and talks trash trash about uh, Lacey's daughter, and um, so that's uh, you know that's that's a whole thing. Them not <laughs> getting along, continue to not get along. Um, and then the main event, I did not write down any notes for it. It was like the, the whole last 20 minutes of the, the episode. I mean, the, the match was fine. I wasn't really paying attention to it. There were some good moments that I did see. Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Roman Reigns wins the match. Um, at one point, Baron Corbin comes out to, to observe from his throne. Um, but after, after winning, uh, after Roman wins, Dolph and, um, you know, they're upset because Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, was um, injured last week after the whole stuff that happened. I don't remember what happened. But anyway, they handcuff Roman to the ring post. So he's there outside the ring in the corner, uh, handcuffed to the corner. And then they pour dog food all over him. And that's that happens on this show in the main events. Um, and we ended the episode seeing Roman Reigns covered in, in wet dog food. 
No, if they if they just poured kibble on him, like no big deal. They got the they get that cans of dog food and rub it all. It's gross. It's just gross. Like I don't think it's embarrassing. I don't think it's humiliating. It's just gross. Like how? Like when you're do, if you do that to someone, you're not coming away from that looking good either. Because you had to, you had to handle dog food. You're smelling like dog food too, just by being near the dog food. So it, I think it, it's just dumb. It's just a dumb, dumb strategy to do whatever. I, what are they trying to do? How, how is this gonna, how is this gonna give them an advantage? Get a uh, Baron Corbin advantage in a TLC match. They're having a TLC match. These two without anything to get out from hanging over the thing maybe maybe they'll come up with something next week to add above the ring to to grab i don't know but it's it's all happening and i guess okay you could i did say a lot of this stuff from this episode is dumb but you know if this keeps if this keeps these guys occupied and away from from uh, well, I, not that I want Roman Reigns away from uh, from the championships or anything, but if this keeps Baron Corbin away from championships, then hey, I think that's a win for the the whole whole shebang because uh, I we can get real feuds. Well, we have the Fiend stuff going on, that championship stuff going on. And then, so we're keeping we're keeping both Baron Corbin and all this weird stuff, all all of that away from the championships. Then I think that's fine. That's fine. If this stuff was happening and it was for the championship, then oh my god, this is <laughs> this is a problem. Maybe I don't know. It's weird. Um, so yeah, uh, we're getting Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz at TLC in a regular match. And that, in Revival versus New Day, and, um, some other stuff that's rumored, and then, uh, I, I, I want to go there, I have, I have flights booked, um, and I think I can spare another day. I'm I I'm not that far away from being ready to move. I think I I might be a little bit delusional about that, but um, I get more done, uh, uh, progress done on that every day, and I'm I'm pretty optimistic about all of that. But um, what was I saying? I'm torn. I'm torn about going if I should go to uh, TLC or not. It's in Minneapolis, and it's very, very cold there in December, just in general. But looking at the forecast, it's very, it's, it is very, very cold. Um, so, it, I mean, that's not a big deal. Just dress to impress and to stay warm, and it's fine. Um, but uh, also having, like, all that really warm clothes, and then it, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I'll, I'll make the decision like the night before or even, yeah, probably the night before. Um, but anyway, uh, if I don't go to it, then I will absolutely enjoy watching it. Um, 
on the network. One of the, the one of the two or three pay-per-views I didn't actually get to go to get, go to this year. But anyway, um we'll see what happens this this next week on Raw and SmackDown set up more of all of this. Um uh, but before then, I will be talking about 205 Live, which I haven't have not watched yet. Um so t- stay tuned for that. Um let me know what you thought about this episode of SmackDown um and Frozen and if you've seen Frozen Junior um by tweeting me at TIW Podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses, and I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye. Oh no, keep that dog food away from me. Now I'm covering in dog food. Copyright screen. <laughs>